0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 208, Episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Yeah, you, Chugi, all night long. That is courtesy of at Bottoson. And, uh, yeah. I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray!
1: It's Miles Gray coming back in a blaze of glory and a puff of smoke to all the believers. Call him J.F. Gray Jr., because <laughs> prepare yourselves as I sit at the right hand of Trump. Uh, we'll talk about that wonderful conspiracy theory later on. Oh, but also today, just to shout out, National Housewives Day.
0: National oh. Sandwich Day. Damn. That's that seems National Housewives and National Sandwich Day and National
1: Stress Awareness Day. They have a this feels like a trinity of connected days.
2: Yeah.
0: National Housewives Day. I feel like that that's from another time. But I also (laughs) feel like national days are from this time. So, yeah. Shout out to Blondie and Dagwood. Big day for them. I feel like
1: it's a I don't know what they just say on national how to observe it. Honor the housewife in your family. Or a housewife that you know. Use hashtag National Housewives Day. Housewife's Day.
0: Housewives Day. Well, we are thrilled, Miles, to be mm-hmm. joined in our third seat by a very funny Los Angeles-based stand-up comedian. Yes, yes. Raised in Pittsburgh. His Comedy Central Presents stand-up special is truly hilarious, and he's been known to drop... You know, 21 twenty one to thirty one original comedy videos in one day, mm. uh, which were turned into a sketch show that was named Funniest Show at Series Fest. They're all every one of those videos is worth checking out. Please welcome the brilliant and talented Joe Quizzala. What's up? Hello, man? boom boom. Hey guys, I? happy hey. Chauvinism
3: Day! Yes, yeah, real exciting to be here on uh, a <laughs> momentous occasion. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, why don't you go, yeah, honor the housewife, and why don't you ask her to make you a sandwich for National Sandwich Day? And then she tells (laughs) you she's stressed out, say you are too, and you're aware because it's National Stress Awareness Day. (laughs) Did you see that thing that said uh, Seattle is the most stressed
3: out city in the U.S.?
1: I did see that. I did
0: not pay much attention to it because I don't know how they're, how they are uh, determining that. Is that a new
3: way to just say the... Like a euphemism for the suicide rate is very high. No, it was like that now. It's like
1: some weird... They have some... There's some like new technology... Something the census department has that has like this thing called the Household Pulse Survey. And it's like something that's having like real-time data. And so people are saying... like
0: from Apple Watches and shit?
1: No, I mean, I think it's just some... It's like probably like a Nielsen thing where like if you enroll in it, then like you have to participate in it probably kind of thing. But the way they said it is that... 54, like over 54% of the adults in King, Pierce, and Snohomish counties in in like Washington have said they felt, quote, nervous, anxious, or on edge for at least several days during the past two weeks. So that made it the highest percentage of mm.
2: people on
3: edge. Yeah. I feel like participating in the survey would make me stressed. Right. So I don't know if that's <laughs> right. accurate. Yeah. Do you think right. the results are determined by the process of collecting the data? Yeah.
0: Two it, I think Houston. that just tells us that they they are the city that is most likely to participate in a in a survey about how stressed out you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, what's good? You're coming to us from L.A., but you were raised out in Pittsburgh. Yes, that is correct. By way of Chicago, so by out. way
3: of Chicago, that is. Yep that's the that's the order of operations.
1: Superior oh. food town, Pittsburgh or Chicago?
3: Ooh, I got to give it to Chicago. I think. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. What do you think I do? What what would you if you had to put, you know, head to head food items from your native Pittsburgh and your adopted Chicago, what what's that battle that ultimately wins Chicago over, you think?
3: Well, the thing is I feel like Pittsburgh doesn't have a ton of like an identity when it comes to food, other than Mm -hmm. like we put fries on stuff. Right, <laughs> Which, love that. Though. It, it is it's good. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. certainly like a, those are huge points in Pittsburgh's favor. Right, but it, there's not a ton of culinary innovations happening. You know, we put fries in a salad. We will put fries on a sandwich. Outside of that, I don't know what else is really Pittsburgh. You know, right. defined food. Whereas Chicago, you know, there's there's deep dish. There's the Italian beef sandwich. Yeah. There's there's just so many more titans. I think that Chicago can claim ownership to.
0: Yeah. The Paris of Appalachia is Pittsburgh. That's what I've always referred to it as. Mm. Uh, I lived in Wheeling generous. for five years, so I was close by. Oh, Pittsburgh. Wheeling, West Virginia? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the big city, Pittsburgh, for me.
3: Right. I don't think people realize that West Virginia like cuts up like and just kind of weasels its way in between Ohio and Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, but it definitely p- does. I feel like Pittsburgh is like a melting pot of Appalachia, the Midwest, and East Coast. My my wife, who grew up in Pittsburgh, claims that it's a East Coast city, uh, yeah. which it is not, I feel Well, like. I mean,
3: <laughs> I know what she means because I feel like Pittsburgh is the last stop before right. you are squarely in the Midwest. Right. Mm. But the you drive
0: know, from... <laughs> Philadelphia to Pittsburgh crosses yeah. over a lot, of, a lot of territory that is decidedly is not East not Coast. East Coast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. People, yeah. yeah,
3: people don't know that either. It's like a good five, six hours if you were going like as the crow flies directly from Philly to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pennsylvania is a wide state.
0: Yeah, it is a wide state, and it's Philly and Pittsburgh and Alabama in between, as I've heard it uh, described. <laughs> little little Amish, Pittsburgh. Amish Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Amish Alabama, Amish Bama. All right, Joe, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the COP26 check-in. We're going to see Jeff Bezos is somehow making climate change about himself. I don't know. I mean, he, he has a unique uh, view on things because he's been literally space, as he probably tells everybody within two sentences oh. of starting a conversation it's with It's like him. worse
1: than me when I went to Italy. Like Jeff Bezos, like, yeah, "Yeah, I went to space, so I don't know if you've been up there. (laughs) When we were
3: in space.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, the food in space. Uh, I mean, this is good, too, but, like, really, like, everything's organic. (laughs) It
0: fucking sucks, right? (laughs) QAnon is just reaching new levels of I don't know. Like they desperation, desperation, creativity, although the the story writing just fucking is really bad. It's a their <laughs> yeah. bad writing. On so we're gonna dig into some of their JFK theories, JFK Junior theories, all of that. We're gonna do a quick John Deere update. Yeah. See how collective action is working out there. We're gonna ask the question whether a high school football team. Beating another high school football team 106 to 0 is classless. <laughs> and then uh, we'll talk about the Tomahawk chop. It is sports day on the daily zeitgeist, not really, but all of that, plenty more. But first, Joe, we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search history?
3: Good lunch spot, Cleveland. Mm. Yeah. And that is because I was just in Cleveland because I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony.
0: Oh, you wow. did!
1: Yes, I did. Jay Z and Tina Turner, and all them.
3: Oh yeah, it was a it was a huge class with a lot of like the people who were being inducted. It was like Foo Fighters, Jay Z, Tina Turner, Carol King, Todd Rundgren, The Go Go's, and then the people in attendance. It was like Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Eminem, J Lo. It wow. was it was yeah. crazy. And the next day, I got lunch. Well, so, <laughs> what you
1: did? You are you a fan of one of the inductees, or what? What brought you out there?
3: Here, here's my weird little fact about me. Okay. I'm a fan of the institution of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. And I, I oh, might shit. be the foremost Rock Hall expert. And I, I have a podcast about it called Who Cares About the Rock Hall, where I just felt like nobody knows anything about the Rock Hall, even though it is weirdly ubiquitous. It is so peripheral. So that's kind of the premise of my show is I'm like, hey, let me tell you. Right, the history of this place and how it operates and what's likely to happen.
1: Shit, I I truly need to. Like, I've I've always just treated it like yeah, it's that thing that they opened up a couple decades ago and we just <laughs> acknowledged that that's the Rock Hall of Fame and that's cool. Yeah. It seems like a lot of cool stuff happens there, and that's the extent of my
0: knowledge. I have a question that occurred to me as I was like reading a headline about the latest inductee class. Why why Cleveland? Like why did it land in Cleveland? Because I think of Cleveland, like Cleveland, I I love the people from Cleveland. Cleveland and Pittsburgh are both cities that I say I've never met a bad person from either of those cities. But good lunch spot Cleveland might as well be that city's nickname. Like, I don't (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think of it as being particularly like the home of rock.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of answers to that question. I think one of the main ones was that Cleveland needed it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like like for real The city itself made like a play Like a major yeah, play right. Because the rock hall was a thing that existed Before the museum And Got they it. were looking for a place To have this museum And there were a lot of different contenders Because there's a lot of cities Out there that have deep roots To like the beginnings of rock and roll Like Memphis or, or Chicago But right. Cleveland, one of their main things Is there was a radio DJ named Alan Freed was one of the first people to broadcast what would be known as rock and roll oh, and it exposed man. a lot of people to that type of music and he was a really formative figure in the development of the genre and then also Cleveland was like they really really wanted it so bad and you know I think it is it is working out for them I think people associate you know people are like Cleveland what's there the rock and roll hall of fame yeah it's like okay that's better right. than going uh
0: crime right right yeah, they they had the lake catching on fire that one time. That's, sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah, most, mo- most of Cleveland's identity had been failure. Right. Uh, they were called the mistake on the lake. So, you know, they needed a win. Yeah. And the Rock Hall, I think, gave it to them.
0: I think that's kind of a brilliant decision by the Rock Hall to just be like, yeah, we'll be this city's thing, like other right. than LeBron James. They probably were a little bit pissed when LeBron became a thing that <laughs> suddenly Cleveland had another Right, culture defining thing coming through there but as the foremost rock hall expert what are some like snubs or like people you think need to be in there that haven't made it or like decisions that uh, rock hall experts aren't aren't fond of
3: right so shaka Khan is a big one she's not really i know isn't that crazy wow it's been hard i think also because the hall has waffled back and forth on whether they do shaka solo or they do rufus and shaka Khan, which was the band mm. that she kind of started out with maybe has the better discography but shaka the bigger name solo and especially as like we got whitney houston got in last year so like we're, we the chronology has kind of passed shaka and it's going to keep going like mariah is going to be soon right before you know it it's going to be beyonce and if you are missing that piece of shaka it's not going to make a lot of sense i mean look if fucking irving azoff is in there before shaka Khan, we got problems <laughs> yeah we got
1: big fucking problems
3: but <laughs> and they are is. starting <laughs> they are starting to figure out how to kind of backdoor some of these inductees who have not been able to get in via the voting body you know the, the these it. ballots go out to like a thousand people who have pretty mainstream and often White and male tastes. And they like this year, they put in, they finally put in LO Cool J through the back door. Got it. And just, you know, and it had gotten to a point where, you know, Tupac and Biggie had gotten in before right. him. And even right. JC getting in before him seemed crazy. Right. So they were finally like, okay, we're just going to make a category, put him in that, and just hopefully no one will notice. Right. do will
0: call it a comeback. You know?
3: He had the performance of the night, he was unreal. It was crazy. Was
0: that's awesome.
3: Yeah, just uh, he did not have to go that hard, and <laughs> it was just like a full on assault from the second one, and that's when Eminem and J Lo came out. Like they were unannounced, so it was like a crazy surprise. And he was just, yeah, he was he was leaving it all out there.
0: Amazing. That's awesome. And
3: wait, where'd you end up on the lunch though? Place called Boaz, which was like a Mediterranean Chipotle. Oh,
2: oh, yeah. All right. Huh. Okay.
3: Which we tried to go to a place called the like market square or something, which I had been to before, which is you know like a Grand Central Market kind of thing. Oh like, yeah, that's the one that's always on the Food Channel. Yeah, it was great, but it was a sandwich. It was a Sunday, so like everything was closed. So we just like went across oh. the street to this place. But I yeah, I was looking forward
0: to that. Nice. Well, shout out to Cleveland. I I love that town. I love the people from Cleveland. So well
1: in Ohio too. I mean. Again, like I always talk about, Dayton, Ohio is the birthplace of funk music. So there's a lot of strong, strong musical connections to the
3: state in general.
0: Yeah, yeah. What is something you think is overrated, Joe?
3: Fireworks. Okay. Uh, They are ubiquitous. They are the staple of some holidays. And we have not had any advancements in what we see. I feel like my whole life, fireworks have looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll get like the shape of a fish, and you're like, <laughs> "Okay, why you got a yeah. yeah, and you're like, "I think that was a fish." Uh, yeah, I just think they're primitive, and also, especially living in Los Angeles, and I think people in, in big cities might relate to this. Sometimes you'll just be sitting around, and there's a gigantic explosion, and right. it's very frightening. And then you have to remember, oh yeah, people just will shoot off. Fireworks, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Often residential no grade explosives. Yeah. yeah, 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 and also it's terrorism to pets, right? And I can't get on. I can't get on. You know what? I'll I'll make the bold statement. I'm not getting on board with any terrorism of any kind. But wow, great. Yeah, it's, I know. I I went there, but yeah. yeah, I just think across the board fireworks. just I mean, can we not just like do a laser light show in the sky? Is that not something we can figure out? Because It just seems like it would solve a lot of problems, be more interesting.
1: Yeah. Or like, you know, like in Japan, there's a huge culture of fireworks shows, but they do them in like these huge areas that like is in the middle of a city. So, I mean, it's Tokyo is pretty dense, but you'll do it over like the Yokohama Bay or something. Mm -hmm. And so everyone can see from like many angles and they're like, we're setting off like 70,000 individual fireworks and come to get your mind blown. Versus like, I think in America, everything's like cowboy style. So it's like, (laughs) hey, man, check out this shit I rigged. I might blow up the fucking neighborhood. Who knows? But it's going to be sick and loud for 45 minutes. And so I feel like maybe just focus them because I like Mm -hmm. I like seeing little bang bangs go off. But in in the way you're saying, like when it's a, you know, Memorial Day or Fourth of July and then your neighborhood just sounds like a bunch of random explosions. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Okay. I'm going
0: to go the opposite direction and say I like an ambient, like a holiday with like your ambient fireworks for a night and they're just like kind of shooting off once in a while. But like putting all the pressure on it that you're going to see a firework show, like I just feel like that is competing with too much in our day and age of you know, it's just the same shit over and over again with just different colors. It's, I, I feel like. Doing a show as opposed to like the my opinion on fireworks, I started liking them more once I was able to like set a few off when I lived in Missouri. And like when you drove to the airport, there were just these massive like firework barns that you could like go and get actual like real deal fireworks. Like when they're just like out and around and like something you could like set a couple off, they're kind of fun. But if it's just a thing, like as it was when I was growing up, of just like you go, you sit on a blanket and watch a handful of them be set off for 15 minutes while the pops play. Like it it's not as I'm not as into No, it. you
1: got I'm telling you, you have to see like where my mom's from in Japan, Niigata. there's a thing in Nagaoka, which is like the biggest fireworks show in like one of them in Japan. There's a finale where it's like, the whole fucking like two kilometer wide display goes up, and you'll—I'm guaranteeing you've never seen some shit like that. Right. That's yeah. so—that's what I mean. Like,
3: like really take the time if you're gonna go there. Mm-hmm. Like, blow our heads off. Right. Right. Yeah, because you can like—it feels like growing up. It'd be like we're gonna go see the fireworks, and we'd like drive twenty minutes, and like it'd take a long time to park, and then we'd walk across a bridge, and then we'd sit down, and it was the exact same thing I've seen every single time. It was just never yeah. worth the effort.
0: Yeah. yeah, totally. The, the my best experiences with fireworks are when like I forgot it was the Fourth of July and was like out for a run, and then like fireworks were like shooting off around like the town, and it was like, oh, that's really cool. And like it's like sort of ambient and like a found experience as opposed to one that <laughs> you're like sitting down for and like getting yeah. everybody. To wow me, fort. wow <laughs> me. What is something you think
3: is underrated, Joe? Even though it is beloved, I still think sleep is underrated. I think our <laughs> culture doesn't value it the way we should. I think there's this hustle mentality of like you you get a profile of, of someone who's successful and they're like I sleep three hours a night. Oh people like
2: yeah. applauding.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's and I also do feel like just generally we are like if someone is sleeping in, they are worthy of ridicule. They are a person I mean. I am a firm believer that if the human body needs sleep, it should get the sleep. You should listen to your body and get the sleep you need. I think the idea that someone's sleeping in. Ariana
1: Huffington. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) would that fire.
3: (laughs) I I think, though, like sleeping in the idea that you're like lazy and and a a piece of shit because you're sleeping in that. I just I'm very disappointed in that general opinion. I feel like everybody holds. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. So what? I was doing Molly all night and I have to sleep or I'm, I and I have to miss my little cousin's kickball game. Right. I need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And I don't my have to be a piece of shit for that. My kids
0: can miss the first half of the school day, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think,
3: I mean, the degree to which we expect growing children to wake up early yeah. is yeah. criminal.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, cause I used to, man, in the heights of puberty, I was like falling asleep fucking anywhere everywhere and i needed because i had you know like that's when your body's growing and i used to i used to do like 12 hour sleep jams like it was nothing sleep
0: jams yeah like (laughs) i couldn't believe it yeah
1: Yeah. you're like yo i've done it i've done it yeah i went from 1 a.m to 1 p.m you know and they've, and
0: they've done studies on kids mental health like, when they push the start of school back, like, an hour or two, and it's markedly improved, but for some reason, it's just not widely adopted.
1: Yeah. How early does your school start? Mine's, like, seven four. My high school started at 7.45.
0: 7.30? Yeah. My, what the fuck is that? My kindergartner has to be at school by 7.45. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, See, he hits doing? the ground just like, that, ah! and was, like, <laughs> running around and has so much energy, but, like... You know, that's the same time he's supposed to be going to school, like, in four years when he's just, like, wants to do nothing but sleep, you know? Yeah, it happened. I don't know. Maybe I was depressed when I was nine. Maybe that has something to do with uh, <laughs> but, my timetable I remember
3: him. growing up, it was flipped. It was like if you were uh, in kindergarten, you would go to school. Later, in elementary school, you were maybe a little bit earlier, and then middle school was a little bit earlier. Then high. The high school kids, the ones who need the most sleep, are the ones who are getting up, you know, the yeah, getting there yeah. at
0: 7:30. They got to learn. It's yes, they got to play football grind, is what it kid. is. you'll right. sleep when you're dead. They yeah.
3: need hours of of football when the when the sun is out. I think that's yeah, what's driving that's a lot of true. it. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's like, all right. never mind. I'm, I'm
0: I'm with the early start times. I got to say it's most yeah. important for the mental development of children <laughs> that they get to football while the But lights even are then still on. I remember
1: my, my friends, I didn't play high school football because, A, I wasn't a great athlete, but also like at, going from eighth grade, I played flag football. All my friends were doing tackle football. And then when they was like, yeah, man, you got to essentially have no summer. I was like, nah, bro, I go to Japan. Like, I can't, <laughs> I'm, I don't give a fuck that much. Like, I'll be the one who's not playing football. But I remember they would even have like morning lifting sessions before fucking 745. And then they'd have practice. I'm like, this is just yeah too much.
0: I feel like it was also that like. Is- Drop-off times and parents' schedules, but then how does it make sense for the kids to like be out of school at two thirty? Like that's just mm-hmm. not, yeah, yeah. School ends <laughs> right. so fucking early. Nobody's getting out of work that early. That's when I learned when to the trouble smoke starts. cigarettes and get in fights and shit, or run away from fights actually. But yeah,
2: hey,
1: whatever. That's- Fuck it. Let's change history, Jack. You knocked that motherfucker out. Yeah, I did. Now what?
2: I I was a (laughs) knockout artist. Uh, That was what what (laughs) I was not as. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the environment. And we're back. And... World leaders are gathering to do whatever the fuck they're doing inside there in Greta Thunberg's view. Yeah. But (laughs) it's clear there isn't much serious shit happening. Maybe the hyper wealthy people feel like, nah, we really did it this time, guys. But, you know, it just doesn't seem like they're, they're moving the needle so much.
1: Especially not like we were saying yesterday. It was like, yeah, man, we're pledging money to fight climate change, but you're gonna have to go into debt to get this money, right. even though it's for the collective good of the earth. I'm yeah. still not sure how that works, but the world's second wealthiest man, pathetic <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Oh, sorry, I have this to, man. <laughs> he have to go he spoke up. about the dire situation the planet is in and how serious he is about it. And my first question was like, why the fuck does he need to have an opinion on this? Like, why is he there? I mean, I get it as someone who's like hoarded all the wealth maybe he should be shamed to do something but like as if we need to hear his take on this i'm a little bit like whatever but i guess the way he looks at it is he's like well i did go to space so i've looked at earth from a place not many other people have <laughs> and as he described it he said uh you know the earth he said he went up there and he said he was quote amazed right that the earth quote provides all the food we eat the water we drink and the oxygen we breathe, Damn. it gives us life. And then he told the audience that while it was beautiful, it is fragile as well. Holy shit. Really, sir? Go on. He says, quote, I was reminded of this in July when I went into space with Blue <laughs> Come Origin.
2: Come Anybody on. Anybody remember
1: that? And I looking that back he at to the, drop Earth,
0: the the brand name in there.
1: <laughs> no, <he> said, <laughs> with the Blue Earth, Origin. From, he said, looking back at the Earth from up air, the atmosphere seems so thin. The world is Jesus. so finite and so fragile, and people are like,
0: "Wait, I thought he made his money with Amazon. I didn't realize it was through just being a fucking poet. Jesus <laughs> that, that, that poet money, yeah. yeah, dude, got that poet cash,
1: dude. When I, I was reminded of this in July, when I was in space on Blue Origin, like,
0: okay, way to plug your stupid <laughs> oh, luxury space oh,
1: brand. It was
3: on Blue Origin." I I was, I thought it was some other craft.
2: That's,
0: I'm really listening now.
2: It was
3: Blue Origin.
0: But by U.S. logic, he is the best of us, or one of the Mm -hmm. best of us, the second best of us. So we need to listen to what he has to say. Well, Elon
1: ain't American, man.
0: Yeah, I mean. So I give, him. that's where I give Bezos the edge. (laughs) He's American.
3: It was so nice of him to go into space so that he could tell us that the Earth is fragile.
0: Yeah. I really,
1: really appreciate that. Oh, that's why you're denying like wage, like sustainable wages for employees so you can save enough money to go look at the earth and go, oh, man, the atmosphere is thin,
0: huh? I'm worried. That's kind of embarrassing. It was cool, though, when he asked them all to give themselves a hand because they really paid for this. That was I, I feel like that was probably made it all worth it for them. The the workers of Amazon who paid for all of this with their piss. Yeah. <laughs> with, with your inability to use the restroom. All those minutes of discomfort added up to power. You you mm-hmm. powered my rocket to space with your held back piss. <laughs> so just thank you. Just imagine
3: but, that piss in space floating yeah, around fancy yeah.
1: free infinitely as time in that Sherman. way. Y'all are infinite as well. And that's my <laughs> gift
3: to you. He should have taken somebody's piss up there. As a <laughs> as a token of appreciation, bring a <laughs> bottle. I'm taking have. the bottle and releasing it in a ceremonial. <laughs> you
1: should like that scene in Apollo 13. Yeah, when <laughs> they jettison the pee out the yeah. side of it, and they're like, "There it goes." The const what is it? The constellation Urena. Uranus. Uranus, Uranus, whatever. So the other thing that a lot of people are pointing about, just like the overall lack of like truly transformational policies uh, from these world leaders, is just like. The tone deafness and hypocrisy of all of these people being like, man, CO2 emissions are fucking awful, man. We got (laughs) to do something, man, because our runaway culture of growth is creating terrible outcomes for nature. But at the meantime, I was pointing out it's like most people are flying in on P jets. And then from there, traveling distances, like these state motorcades, because they're like heads of state that can't just like pull up on a fucking bird scooter. So they're like, there's a lot of fucking CO2 output going on here. And just last week before all this, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates were chilling on a $2.7 million a week super yacht for old Billy Boy's birthday. And when it was time for Bezos to hit Glasgow, he pissed off on a fucking private helicopter from the yacht, flew 120 miles to like a private airstrip to then get on his private jet to go to the summit. So it was just. Just a lot of empty nonsense when you look. Like, there wasn't even, like, some performative restraint being exercised. You know, you'd think, like, they would be like, and this time when we go, like, the Biden administration will be in an all-electric motorcade fleet and blah, blah. Just because that sounds like the dumb shit that they would do to, like, be like, wink, see, we Mm -hmm. we get it. But they're not even doing that shit. So it's, like, I feel like it's a waste of time, honestly, like, to even... Like keep looking at this and expect the solutions to come from that, rather than like truly being like, how do we upend the entire system here? Because these people, like left to their own devices, will just let this shit go on and be like, we're do- we're condemning ourselves to doom like this, or rather, I am condemning ninety nine percent of the Earth to doom.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, the the portion that can't make it onto my dick shaped space arc that I am going to right. be building. All right, let's talk about QAnon though, because you know, finally. It's not all about the heroes. Sometimes we have to acknowledge the truth tellers. (laughs) Superheroes, exactly. So there's some next level shit happening here in case you couldn't tell, in case you haven't been reading between the lines. So according to Whiplash 347, which is an account with almost 250,000 followers, Trump will be reinstated as the 18th president of the United States because everything (laughs) since 1871, the date of the sovereign citizen movement, the date that the sovereign citizen movement claims the U.S. became a corporation. uh, Everything since then is illegal. Trump will then step down. Mm -hmm. So they've got a whole story coming. There's a whole run of show for this. (laughs) Yes. And John F. Kennedy, Jr., who died in the plane uh-huh. crash in 1999 will become president okay. like he would have if it wasn't for killery plotting to kill him. Joining JFK Jr. as vice president will be disgraced former national secretary advisor Michael Flynn. Got to give him his flowers. Mm. Uh, at this point, <laughs> Trump will ascend to become one of the seven new kings. Oh, most likely the king of kings.
3: <laughs> that's funny that it's like probably I yeah. got a lot of stuff to say but I, this one it's like I yeah. I think so but do not quote because I don't know for sure
0: the transmission got a little fuzzy at this part but I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're saying he's gonna be king of kings they've long claimed that the uh, Kennedy bloodline is directly linked to Christ and he told oh, sure. his followers that on Tuesday now, so I, I had heard JFK Jr. was coming back. I had accepted that, but yeah. what I didn't realize is that JFK Sr. Uh-oh. and Jackie and JFK Jr. will be reintroduced to the world. Oh, then that's beautiful. the JFK Sr. will travel around for seven days. Then we'll pass, which seems like uh-huh. a lot of, you know. I would just let him let him sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To our earlier point, exactly. But before JFK Sr. sleep, sleep. but before he dies, however, JFK Sr. will transfer power to Donald Trump and JFK Jr. will be Trump's vice president. So even though Trump is already the king of kings, Mm -hmm. one of seven kings that rule over the world, but I'm assuming the head king, he also still needs to be made president by JFK Sr., who I think think at some point in this story had become president and able to transfer it
3: that's my mm-hmm. question is if after 1871 there were no legitimate presidents that obviously includes jfk so yeah. does this?
0: hey hey hey
1: hey whoa whoa Uh-oh. this guy's antifa get him out of here <laughs> yeah
0: what is this shit man <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you you cool. <laughs> yeah, i'm just asking questions <laughs> right I'm just i asking know questions. But
1: you're not you're asking the ones that bring the light the the just utter nonsense of this theory
0: asking the wrong question that reinforces
1: the narrative joe right 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 so
0: here's something joe that you probably uh weren't thinking of when you asked your ridiculous question did you realize that jfk's return will coincide with the reversion to the julian calendar which means the date will change immediately back to october 20th thank you
3: i'm a fool i'm such a
1: fool (laughs) i didn't consider
0: the julian calendar yeah.
1: Yes. And that's yeah. why you won't be saved, Joe, unfortunately. Goddamn. You didn't consider the Julian Camp. I mean, I
3: listen, I hate to continue to bring up questions, but does JFK, <laughs> senior, it, Joe. is his head, what's his head looking like when he ah, comes
1: back? you piece of shit. <laughs> what is... It was a crisis actor in the old Dealey Square. That's what okay. happened. It was okay. early. It was early. Stan Winston, the famous <laughs> VF, the effects artist, yeah. created an exploding pneumatic head for JFK. The. Prop guy to wear, okay, uh-huh. and then he was just chilling somewhere, I think, in Cape Canaveral or something. Okay, so
3: his brains are fine.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That was all oh, fake, intact.
3: and he's yeah, actually dude. just
1: a—he's a hundred and four-year-old
3: person in perfect health. It's just yeah, been just on ice. <laughs> top of his game, playing golf. Right. I mean, exactly. You think
0: you think the moon landing was the only thing that they used Hollywood to fake? Come on, man. Now who's Damn. naive? <laughs> wow. So, uh. You know, they, a lot of QAnon followers are gathering in Dallas to celebrate and await yeah. the return of JFK Jr. Because, according to this theory, you know, he faked his own death. And then he is choosing to reemerge to enter the political arena on the street where his father was uh, tragically murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you do it. Or wasn't murdered, but was, mm-hmm. you know. It seemed like he bought into it, you know, when he was a baby and watching that, you know, he seemed... To believe his dad was dead, but who knows?
3: Is that right, or are you are you but a fool, being right? Exactly by the by the the theater. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I mean the, this ballet. So the first time we started seeing this was at Donald Trump's July Fourth rally in 2019 when America became America again. I think we all remember that. Oh maybe. sure, who could forget? And people were wearing JFK Junior masks to welcome his return there. Unfortunately for them that that didn't come to pass but clearly we were misreading the prophecy at that point and now we've got it right this all goes back to a post from Q implying that Hillary Clinton had JFK Jr killed so she could win her New York State Senate seat and only way to do it only as, way to do it has evidence Q provided a CIA memo about guided missiles from 1956 uh-huh. which mm. proves that's how his plane was taken down mm-hmm, they also mm-hmm. found a photo that trump was in with jfk jr so all it's, called yeah, it's called a smoking you. gun yeah <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> except the ones with epstein aren't
0: right yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, yeah. no no ask that's doctor joey just ask that question what about no, no, no. the one with epstein
0: Mm-mm. yeah
3: i'm pro epstein so <laughs> <laughs> i will not be asking any questions about old jeffy he's yeah. a good friend <laughs>
0: Uh, and as we know, the, this uses the logic, the transferable principle of friendship and allyship that told us that Richard Nixon was close allies with RoboCop. If you've ever seen a picture <laughs> of them together.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, that is notice. a real we picture.
0: People people need to go look at it if you haven't. But for some reason, RoboCop is in a picture with Nixon. But that is the one part of the story that's actually true, even though it sounds the strangest. <laughs>
1: right? And Nixon looks so hyped. Like, he looks excited to be next to
0: Robocop. It's like, hell yeah, man. I'm going to love your movie. (laughs) But (laughs) yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So JFK Jr. faked his death in order to help install Trump, his best friend, because they were in that picture together in the White House and destroy the uh, Clinton Illuminati vampire cabal. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. some even believe that JFK Jr. is Q, which I think at least part of this is that they want a handsome person who is in the Q movement. And so they've just like appropriated JFK Jr. And that's not just me talking because there's a guy with a big beard at a bunch of Trump rallies that they began speculating was JFK Jr. And if you see a picture of this guy, he's not really, he's not sponge worthy as Elaine would put it from Seinfeld. (laughs) This
1: guy looks like, I don't even know. It's a Hugh Jackman cosplaying as Gallagher or something.
0: Yeah, with with some <laughs> with a healthy heaping of prosthetics going over yeah. his face.
3: Well, if I can th- if I can throw a little uh you know fuel onto the fire in terms of JFK Jr. being Q, mm-hmm. have we ever considered second president of the United States John Adams? Yep. His son was also president, also John. named John Adams. But what's his middle name?
2: Quincy. Quincy Q.
3: John what does it start Adams? with? Q. Yeah. Mm. There you go. And we have another president named John, whose son could have been president, but instead took the path and to acknowledge, you know, the OGs is now Q. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, kind of seems. I, no, do we even all, have to this continue right this us. podcast? <laughs> like, I think <laughs> we just down. fucking nailed it. And I mean, and then you have another president, George, whose son oh it was w fuck never, <laughs> never mind but we'll we'll work on that later we I, i'm gonna just keep messing with the math on that one
1: <laughs> well that's what yeah. they do that's why the, the the calendar switch is also important like they, they they do that kind of shit too to be like oh those dates are off because we we're on this other calendar
2: right it's like but the it's same not thing like... like
1: people who have preached like apocalyptic shit have been like oh the date was wrong is because we've been operating the wrong calendar my bad it's actually this date now now that we're looking at this calendar
0: but, like, even, like, numerology that is bullshit, but, like, there there is compelling numerology you can do because numbers are, you know, eminently, like, well, they're also very easy to manipulate. So you could do one where it's, like, ah, and the reason they they said they were coming back on this date was because if you ch- switch to the Julian calendar, that coincidentally is, like, this date. But, in like, they just arbitrarily are choosing that. It's not like I, anything is, like, matching up. They're just, like, do, doing a thing and being like, ah, see? So that's why he's coming back next weekend. Can you
1: imagine, like, the excitement of, like, these Q people, like, who are doing their own sleuthing, and they've somehow, they think they've, they're starting to see the Matrix? Right. like, Because that's 1229 in Dealey Plaza. Now, I know JFK was shot, he was killed on November 22nd. This is November 2nd, with the Julian calendar shifting Oh my god, Robert,
2: like,
0: get in here, bro. Well, like to be serious for a second, though, like Joe just came up with a f- far more compelling thing than anything I've read in,
2: in like all of the <laughs> Q files, just like <laughs> arbitrarily off the, of
0: off the top of his head, as we're, as a joke, like, a, and uh, our writer Jam was pointing out that like as JFK Jr. conspiracy theories go, like there are fun ones, like there his plane like went down close to a large hadron like laboratory yeah right. like type thing and so people thought that maybe he like went into a black hole <laughs> that was like a fun thing that was happening that at fun. the time i like that a lot yeah, yeah way better. but we're instead like we've just even the writing of our conspiracy theories has gotten worse
3: right because that jfk jr guy that he's like a realtor is that what's going on
0: yeah i think yeah. that's right yeah yeah and long time trump supporter and underwhelming very underwhelming, doesn't look anything like him once you shave his beard. And well,
1: because cause I think the difference is, is like there are conspiracy theories that seem more like interesting because someone just had this other thing. It's like, no, nah, man, there's like this Hadron Collider thing that opens up black holes. And now with like conservatives, conspiracy theories are just like these sad fables to excuse their lack of anything happening. Right. So, like, the motivation for the theories is like very odd. It's just more like, yeah, man, uh, I couldn't get it up with my wife last night because of uh, the in, the cabals in Hollywood have actually system fed me a diet of media that has uh, demasculated me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the
0: fuck? Yeah. I mean, it resonates with me, you know? I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing it. I'm oh, hearing wow. It. Look,
1: my follower count's going up. <laughs> yeah. A lot of American flag emojis. Oh, I do yeah. want to play, though. There were some people at Dealey. So Dealey Plaza, the thing happened. The time has already come and gone. Uh can't for believe have read about
0: all this. This sounds like it would be newsworthy. Has anyone checked the front page of the New York Times? Uh, I guess <laughs> well, I haven't because... The New York Times wouldn't mention it, but surely uh, Drudge would. Let's see what Drudge has. <laughs> no, nothing. What the fuck?
3: Yeah,
1: not a good look. Well, So right at 1229, he was supposed to come. He didn't. So people just started uh, apparently reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. Good move. Still good didn't move. summon zombie JFK or JFK Jr., this person uh, Steve Monticelli who's just like I guess on the ground there I guess he, he just posted the video said members of the crowd don't seem happy with the local news crew and I'm just going to play this video <laughs> I don't know what the audio is here but I can only imagine what kind of energy this clip has will
2: tell nothing but the truth help them <laughs> or should I say help them say. let's go fake make news make let's go, go fake news let's go fake news let's go news Go, fake news. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of guys with their arms crossed.
3: Right. Yeah, well, they, that's they—they they aren't getting the clapping. The clapping was what, was what gets that meter <laughs> right. of let's that type go of fake. Yeah, let—they're <laughs> <laughs> completely—they're yeah—they're fucking it. Let's go fake
0: news. Clap, yeah. clap, 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 clap.
3: That's let's how you get go. the crowd going. They ah, don't even understand. Damn it. I'm sorry, man. You
0: you are a great stand-up, but I really think you have found your calling here on this episode (laughs) today, as like the leader of the Q movement. That John Quincy thing is fucking brilliant. Like they need your clap rhythm. Mm -hmm. I can. Yeah,
3: I'm going to be a a Q consultant. I'm going to charge a lot of money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty good grift. We'll talk about it offline. (laughs) All right, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And just a quick update on John Deere collective action, the strike that is happening. So after union members rejected an earlier proposal from the head honchos at John Deere, nine to one. So 90 percent voted not to accept it. And that's what sent them on strike. The company has now come back with an offer that doubled the wage increase from 5 percent to 10 percent, which follows years of no raises. So like much earned and deserved and still probably not enough, but uh, moving in the right direction and boosted retirement pay and benefits. I don't this is uh, according to the Des Moines Register. So I don't know if those are significant, could easily be an overly positive spin being put on it by the company to make it seem like the union's being unreasonable if they reject it. But regardless, a doubling of the raise for everyone is significant. I don't know if it's enough, but it just goes to show you that unions don't help at all and only want to make <laughs> themselves richer. Mm. Right, Amazon? So, yeah, apparently, apparently there's something to to this whole collective action thing
1: yeah i mean it seems from what i've seen it doesn't sound like people are as upset like as maybe like the IATSE uh things were like we're saying like this is not like not we can go deal. for a lot more right but i don't know I'm, I'm curious to hear from uh any people with a stake in that if you're a uaw member let us know is it, so bunk? Is it the does results
2: it? on
0: the IATSE thing that where they backed down from the strike they the union members didn't feel like they got everything they wanted. Is that no? Yeah.
1: No, they they were like, if if we're able to mobilize this much and truly put like producers, the studios on a back foot, we could. We should really be we should really be asking for like the things we really need, and not just sort of <laughs> take like something right. in the form of their acknowledging what we're asking for. So I don't. I'm. I have to I have to look into that to see if they've ratified it yet. But I don't know if they have. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think they. No one was expecting. The vote for authorization, strike authorization, to be so overwhelmed, almost unanimous, that it was like ninety, like six percent or something. And then, because I, I think they had written the terms of the negotiation before that, and then seeing how much power that they had and the unity of, of the union that they could, they could have been asking for more. So I think people were disappointed. Got it. That.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about another lopsided score. Uh, An Inglewood high school football team beat their rival 106 to nothing. You know, if it's just a regular game, I, I, I feel like that's overboard. If it's your rival, like, I don't know. Well, so well here's it? the thing.
1: It's Locally, there's been a lot of talk because, like, you know, it, it was a local high school story. A lot of criticism for Inglewood High School for, you know, like, they're, 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 they have a commit, like UCLA commit Justin Martin. He threw thirteen touchdown passes, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then that that's, at halftime they were winning eighty-six to nothing. And then they went for two when they were up over a hundred points. <laughs> so they were, you know, they were putting the they were putting a bashing in there. Now yeah, yeah. I understand, like in general, people are like sort of the idea that that's a ridiculous score to run up for like a things with student athletes, but it's like, it's wild. It's to the point where there's like all of these people like condemning it. Holy, be like, this is absolutely a business. This is, this is terrible. This is nonsense. CIF, the California Interscholastic, or what is it? Inter, Yeah. Interscholastic Federation. Anyway, the governing body for high school sports, uh, CIF, they're calling for like an investigation. Um, and I'm like, what? what the fuck? Exactly. Like come like, away and
0: be like, yeah, they really fucked them up. I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, how's
1: this team so good? like right. yeah w-
0: what's the that so i'm just like curious <laughs> just in general
1: w- what the i what the outrage is about like who we're protecting because personally yeah. i
3: fucking love a blowout I love yeah. watching a blowout. Can, can just... the investigation also be how bad the other team is? <laughs> right.
0: right. How <laughs> did they get so good? But also, <laughs> but
3: also, <laughs> man, these guys shoot the bed. Did they, like did they I've coached youth rules? sports
1: before, and yeah. I get it. Like just straight up athletic homicide can be a shitty experience for young kids, especially if you're trying to cultivate like an interest or love of a sport or competition, and to just get you know demoralized at a young age. I can see how maybe you're concerned about like what those outcomes might be. But for like when you're playing at about to go to college level and this is like, you know, you're you're fully at this point. I don't think you, these kids have to be realistic. They're not getting in the fucking NFL. It is what it is. I don't know. Like I'm I don't see if I'm not sure if they're protected by having like some kind of more articulated mercy rule or something like that.
3: Yeah. What do you do? What is the move? What's the quote classy like you put in the second Put on your third string? string.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they kept their their players on. And I just don't know, like, I, it, it's hard for me to say, like, oh, that's objectively, like, terrible and immoral thing to do. I'm like, objectively, this team is better than the other one.
0: Right.
3: Right. Yeah. I don't know. And I kind of, like you said, it's like high school. And so, I don't know, these kids like playing the game. I don't, I really, I'm not the authority on, on football. You guys, I know, said earlier that I was. <laughs> and I am wearing pads. I'm wearing full pads. But yep. And you know. took your mouth guard out for us. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, Jack.
1: Like, what do you think? I mean, you've you're you come from a coaching tradition. You're familiar mm-hmm. with like what that means and what it means to athletes. But are is it again, like I said, I, if there's a line being drawn, I can see it with like truly you, like true youth sports. Right. You know, like you don't want a six year old crying because like they just they'll never believe in themselves because some like phenom kids like you know, just destroyed them in a game.
0: I think when it becomes a national news story, that's probably a little bit too much for the losing team. Like when it's an unprecedented ass kicking that like when there are 40 kids who are the like butt of a national news story joke, like that probably sucks for but them in think a way they that are. You, you don't think the kids I, who lost lot... feel weird coming to school and like knowing that they're a part like that they're on the daily zeitgeist for instance i mean that's but i'm not but i'm not taking shots at them for losing okay
1: i'm not saying you know what i mean it's not being like ha ha these kids suck i'm like holy shit this team scored 106 points sure that's that like they must be phenomenal athletes yeah, but, but the also, story
3: by default is going to have that, whether you're thinking it or not. Like somebody is going to be right by you know, the
1: mere attention is that it's drawing yeah. attention to the the absolute L that this team has taken. But right. I'm I'm just curious of like psychologically, you know, if we're playing it out, like what is it like is it is this something that's going to follow them around for the rest of their lives? Are they ir- like irreversibly changed by losing 106 to nothing? Because I remember I like. I was in in high school, too. Like we would go up against teams. You're like, yo, they have three kids that are going to D1 schools. Like we're going to get absolutely fucking battered. (laughs) Like it was just it was known, accepted. It happened fine. Even if it was like a huge blowout. I mean, not arriving to like a big old goose egg to 106 points. But there was like there is a preparation that I feel like athletes do do when they go. We're just up against something that's completely a
3: completely different quantity in our high school league. At, At what point is it funny? (laughs) <laughs> like, at like, what point does it become a funny story you tell people? Like, I was in high school and we got demolished. Right, right. Like, I think, when does that turn?
0: Yeah, the more I think about it, the more this is probably bad for people who care too much about high school football. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So I'm kind of okay with it. Because, like, right. I cared too much about my high school basketball team. We sucked. And now, in and pretty soon after, in retrospect, I didn't give a shit and thought it was kind of funny that we had the lacrosse coach coaching us and he didn't really know the rules of basketball. <laughs> and, but like, yeah. So anybody who is on the zero end of this, of this loss, you know, probably shouldn't care much about football at this point because they're not going anywhere. It's not doing anything for them, I, I would imagine. And also, like, sports is kind of silly. In
1: the end. Right. And when you see like their responses on some of the tweets that have described this game, like you will see the kinds of people, Jack, you're talking about where like it's some guy in like a Ranger pickup truck with like his wraparound shades. It's like, hey, in Texas, they would have put on the third string. That's why Texas high school football coaches (laughs) are cut above and classy. (laughs) And like those were the takes. Like, it's like, yeah, of course this happens in California. Like, I was like, I don't know even what this means. What are the stakes for you, sir? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. The sanctity. Yeah. Right. And but I mean, in general, right, like losing is just something that will occur. Like you will you will take L's in life in general. Like I have been metaphorically experienced a blowout when I've, you know, tried to uh, challenge myself or thought I was capable of something because of my own overconfidence. And I was like, oh, shit, I actually have a lot to learn that didn't go nearly as close as I thought it would. And I need to either redouble my efforts or understand like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. But like to say like to avoid an experience like that at all, and I'm not saying kids need to get blown out 106 to nothing, but I just don't think it arrives at this thing that we're you know it's it's uh, you know pearl clutching time. I mean I'm a but socialist I don't know. I in
0: America. I do nothing but take L's constantly. Like that's <laughs> that is the li- lived experience of every leftist in America. But yeah, you need you need to probably learn how to how to deal with this. The thing you were saying about the Texas college football coach, I'm wondering if like college football coach has become the coolest job in like mean like middle. Like if you just took the average of all Americans, like the job that they have the most respect for would be college football coach because we have fucking Ted Lasso where like they've created this fucking religious figure who's the college football coach. We've got like, a uh, Tommy Tuberville. We, we've got like a lot of college fo- football right. coaches who are like entering becoming, politics. Yeah, entering politics. They're like our our new like former military person. Like the highest honor you can achieve is like winning a bunch of games in football. Like yeah, I, right. Uh, I think that's
3: uh, fully true. And I think they have done surveys where they're like, who is the most respected person state by state? And right. for a lot of the states, it's like the big like in
1: the southeast, coach. especially. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like they're up there with like. The king of kings himself. Christ. <laughs> or Donald Trump, depending.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Praise them. And they are, they are mm. already, like, the highest paid people in each state, like, state mm-hmm. employees in each state, so.
1: Right. That's Again, I mean, and I've, I've, aside from, like, arguments, like, injuries can occur, like, if a game is already, like, a thing, well, it's like, well, then you need to actually articulate some kind of law that would be like, nah, sorry, this game is out of reach, it's over. Yeah, um, But then also, like, a lot of people are like, that could also have an effect on players too. If you're really concerned, if they're like, they're like, oh, we're so bad, like, yeah. we're just waiting for this inevitable death point in the in the match. Yeah, because people talk about like, where's the outrage? And this someone in the root wrote up. They're like, you know, Lisa Leslie scored like over, I think, nearly a hundred points in her
0: high school basketball game, and people were like, this is a, this is great. Yeah,
2: well, you know what I there mean. There's
0: like, racist white people who are not like that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: it's just like interesting. Of like, at what point you allow? These like allow a superior talent to just do their thing and just be like shit and like yeah it is what it is yeah like, just salute
3: yeah tear tear streaming down your face yeah <laughs> God bless you.
0: If anything, this was probably the safest college football game because nobody's like trying at the end of that game when you're getting beat hundred and six mm-hmm. to nothing. Nobody's gonna like put their body on the line trying mean, like get yeah. a fucking concussion to stop them from scoring. I mean, at at a certain point like if it were me as a as a uh, high school student i would be rooting for the other team to score to, so that i had a story to tell it's like, a meme yeah it's a yeah. meme yeah. i yeah. i think it like yeah i think especially if it was football like i would immediately see the humor in it and be like kind of you know right me too and in, i feel like it. if you're
3: if you're on the other team you you kind of lay down so you don't give him a highlight reel So like any of the good plays he's doing look weird. Like right. start doing weird stuff on the field
2: right.
0: so he can't use it. Just grab it. So because if you're your
3: trying, it's gonna look yeah, like it's down.
0: <laughs> grab your chest and pretend you're having a heart attack. Well, like cartwheels? as the ball is snapped.
1: Or just or just keep going just encroachment penalties. So you just right. you march them up the field
3: with your encroachment yeah. penalties. Yeah, try to try to hug him, try to kiss him. Like you know, do all sorts of weird shit. Yeah. yeah. You're doing like, so good. Oh, I love you.
1: <laughs> you guys are so good Wow Because again I just want to point out Lisa Leslie's has scored 101 points In 16 minutes
3: That's yeah Wait what Yes
1: How the fuck is that she, even it, possible The irony too is that she went to Morningside Which is the school that got blown out
3: Hey alright Are you serious
1: It's a yeah. balance
3: Really life is about yeah. balance guys
1: Look she did 101 points in 16 minutes Y'all lost 106
0: to nothing Yeah there's all that. Le- we're legends we're e being, created we're, constantly. We're back. We're back to square one. I mean, that is karma. That is karmic yeah. as fuck. All right. And finally, we just want to talk about the tomahawk chop because... Maybe the World Series will
1: be over at this point point. it might not. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like the World Series is probably going to be over or uh, heading towards being over if you were aware that it was happening because what says global competition better than a game played between Texas and Georgia? <laughs> but As everybody probably knows by now because of the gif of Melania rolling her eyes at uh, Donald Trump, the first couple was at Game 4, or former first couple, and Trump thanked the uh, MLB for inviting him, and then the (laughs) officials had to come out and be like, uh, we didn't invite you, man, you specifically (laughs) has to come. So Atlanta gave him a box, which is you know, probably to protect him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that's, it's just something that nobody has ever had to do with a former president, which is like, uh, just so we're Say clear, we did not like him. We did <laughs> not honor him. And yeah, so they famously uh did the racist tomahawk chop. And people are now, you know, people on the right are like liberal sports writers are trying to cancel the Braves because, you know, they, they claim that liberal sports writers hate the sport and fans and our country. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. retweeted a picture of his or a video of his dad doing the tomahawk chop and said, the left, the chop is racist, Americans, and then just showed his dad doing the racist thing.
1: Wow. Americans also racist. What was your point <laughs> again? <laughs> kinda, he's, he's so bad. at Kind of lost the thread
0: there. I I every Halloween I'm reminded of the time when he dressed up in a uh American flag onesie like leotard and his dad's face for Halloween oh, uh. like I think it was 2017 it was very troubling mm. just psychologically yeah what's a, going on there mess.
1: but it's like I like though how even like with this right is even they're like they're trying to cancel them, but it there's always like these things like actually man like Native American people like love it. So like I don't know what I don't know what everyone's yeah. problem is. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, the, sir? Can
0: you find me some quotes? Yeah. All right. It's the I have a black friend and yeah. he says I'm allowed to use the N-word defense. Mm-hmm. The Native American community and that. So this is from MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred. The Native American community in that region is fully supportive of the Braves program, including the CHOP. For me, that's kind of The end of the
2: story. (laughs) Oh, shit.
0: Except several indigenous groups, including the Atlanta Indigenous Peoples Association and the National Congress of American Indians, have spoken out against the gesture, explicitly contradicting that bullshit narrative that the commish was trying to come with.
1: Well, then it's probably only been happening recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only been happening recently. It's just because of this woke culture stuff.
0: So the last time the Braves were in the World Series in 1991, there were, like... Widely publicized stop the chop protests in 1991, 30 years ago. Yeah, well,
1: you know, 1991 was
3: v- a very, very woke time.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You
3: know, <laughs> I, man, Nirvana. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Got just got my blood <laughs> boiling just thinking about the woke culture that Kurt Cobain <laughs> brought to.
0: And the MLB commissioner at that time buried the issue and was like, we need more education. But we'll talk more about it after the World Series, which they did not, and <laughs> that the Atlanta team did put a like educational like installment in the ballpark to quote educate fans on the Cherokee culture and customs. There, done, 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 and done. So the the chop and the like song that they sing along with it originates with a literal cartoon. It. Share similarities with the theme song for a racist cartoon from the 50s called Pow Wow the Indian Boy, uh, which was on the Captain Kangaroo show. And yeah, it's it's not great. It's based on old college marching band songs with names like War Chant and Massacre. And it's but I mean, college marching band songs are all, you know, good and not racist and horrifying. So we're all good there. But people are pointing out that Trump may have actually helped the protest movement because
1: Yeah, what better than have him Right
0: the, yeah. the mascot of racism like cosigns the thing that you're trying to yes. claim is not racist.
3: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Smiling ear to ear. Yeah. Being like, This is what I do. Me. Yeah.
0: And then his son being like, This people think this is racist, but here is my dad, a racist, doing the racist thing. So uh what's your point? Closed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so yeah. the the chop is racist, and I
1: think it's one. And it's one of those things where, like the the Braves and also the Chicago Blackhawks have managed to kind of keep stay low, right? While yeah. like the Cleveland Guardians or Washington football team, very quickly, people are like, huh? What's up? What? Because I think those are the most the least nuanced versions. Yes, The just like, yeah,
3: right. And one is a slur, right? And the other one has one of the most offensive mascots I've ever seen. Yeah, like, like I mean Chief that's, Wahoo. Yeah, yeah, and
1: even the Braves had Chief Nakahoma and stuff. He lived in like mm-hmm. a teepee, like in the fucking field and shit. But like I, I've seen, like re- I think the last time, like so, there was even a, an attempt for a reckoning, like with the Chicago Blackhawks in the NHL, they were saying like, oh, it's an a- the Black Hawk was this actual person, and we're actually honoring him. That's what the yeah. whole point is. He loved and, hockey yeah uh he's so into it he's so he came into by, it we
0: played, some, played yeah, some games told us he was cool with it and then, yeah
1: doing doing some pickup uh for some beaver pelts uh you know uh you know like with some traders you know you know how you know how he got down but they did the same thing too they're like we actually have like an exhibit and so like we're like trying to educate people but even then like local activists were like that's not enough <laughs> <laughs>
0: like what
3: is this uh, Yeah.
0: Super producer DJ Dramos has pointed out the Braves were in the World Series in 99. Duh. I mean, oh. as if we could forget. I'm sure that is one of those uh, things I was wrong about that not a single uh, member of the like <laughs> gang would have pointed out. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, we, we got, have, we have, we have listeners in the ACL
1: there. They'll be like, excuse you, bro.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Mariano Rivera friggin blew us out. I don't know why I'm talking like a New Yorker.
0: A <laughs> no, fan, that was but. a perfect Atlanta accent. P- perfect ATM. Um, and, and we have had, we have had a,
3: full, a fully offensive World Series before. We've had the Braves versus the Indians, 95.
0: Hey. So right. You know,
3: it's a... Uh,
2: Boo. Yeah. Boo earns.
1: earns.
0: Well, Joe, it's been a pleasure having you on Daily Zeitgeist, man. Where can people find you and follow you?
3: Yeah, uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Joe K, Joe K, on Instagram at Joe Kwa, J-O-E-K-W-A. Uh, and you can listen to my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast, Who Cares About the Rock Hall, uh, anywhere you get podcasts. And you know what? My half hour special on Comedy Central, you can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. If you don't have that, DM me and I will uh, just send it to you.
0: Hey, there you go. There. And it is very funny. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying?
3: You know, we were talking. We've been talking about sports a-, a decent amount in this episode, and I would like to <laughs> like to point to a tweet that my friend Zach Dunn, who's a very uh, funny comedy writer, writes for what we do in the shadows. Uh, he tweeted out this confusing video of the Orlando Magic mascot, but he's like, it's like an inflatable version. There's someone inside it, and he's dancing, and the song is going like yada yada yada, and he's just like hopping around. And he falls over and he just wrote basketball, the beautiful game. (laughs) It's (laughs) wild
1: to look at. It 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 makes (laughs) me feel like I'm time traveling. I don't know what's about (laughs) like
3: my eyes are going to start bleeding. But yeah. Yeah, I I just uh, I didn't know what to do. And then I just started laughing very hard.
0: Hmm. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also check out the other show four twenty 20 day fiance with Sophia Alexandra and I talking 90 day fiance. And let's see some tweets that I like. Shit. How about this one? Uh, this one is from Patrick Cosmos at very important tweeted. Every work email I send out is basically hello. Sorry. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> 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 So I was like, "Yo, I love, I love the distillation of that." And then Mari Uyehara at Mari Uyehara U Y E H A R A tweeted, "You should be able to buy two celery stalks." And I <laughs> great, I, I can't agree more because whenever I need a recipe, I'm like, and now I got five stalks that are just gonna turn to fucking yeah. nothing.
0: And they they like they are vegetables just in general like start to smell bad at least fruit like gets fermented and starts smelling like an alcoholic beverage yeah of some sort but vegetables hey, just never smell stink, like huh? old old person's breath when they go bad <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien a couple tweets i've been enjoying joel kim booster tweeted uh a cab includes chris pratt and <laughs> <laughs> chris fleming uh, at Chris Fluming tweeted, I have a feeling my mom's about to find out about Lizzo, which oh, is wow. a great superpower, a great sixth sense that one can force. have. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, Daily where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we notes. link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. As well as the song that we think you might enjoy, Miles. What song do we think, people?
1: I mean, look, the drum and bass antics continue. My love for the artist Pink Pantherist continues. And this is a track called I Must Apologize. But it's spelled with an S because UK. So check out I Must Apologize by Pink Pantherist. Apologize. Just a great get another one. Just another. I just like seeing how like these like younger artists are incorporating like 90s drum and bass like into pop songs now. And it just feels uh I love it. I love it. So I'm hoping you will too. Yeah.
0: That's how I start every email, actually, is I must apologize. <laughs> hey! exclamation point. I must apologize. I must apologize. The daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio. Visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning, but we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.